0: Hey everyone, it's Tim Nowak here welcoming you back to another episode of EMS Insight. Uh, This week, or by week, or whenever I kind of get a chance to push these podcasts out, uh, I wanted to look at uh, kind of a crystal ball prediction of mine. And and part of that relates to uh, what I think are going to be some great opportunities for us in EMS, but also some significant challenges at the same time. And uh, part of this is kind of based off of uh, discussion and thought of, you know, the, the topic of reimbursement in our industry is, is kind of at the forefront. Uh, we feel as though we should be getting more from Medicaid, Medicare, and then the other insurance payers for our services. You know, and oftentimes we're seen as basically that transporting mechanism. We bring patients from point A to point B. We do some care in between there and get some money out of it, but really we're a transporter and not necessarily seen as a provider like a physician service would be or mid-level practice. So that's our hurdle. Uh, as we push toward trying to build that reputation as a provider, however, I think that we should really be careful what we ask for. Now, by all means, I'm, I'm a proponent of these ideas, and for them but i've got three kind of crystal ball predictions as far as hurdles that i think we can face as an industry if we really push the envelope when it comes to uh, becoming a provider and not just a point a to point b transporter again i i think this would increase our transport uh, reimbursements and has a great potential for us as an industry but I also see some pretty strong hurdles associated with it. Uh, the number one hurdle I, I, I predict, at least by us transitioning toward that provider role, not just transporter role, it is an emphasis on quality reporting. Not only data that goes into the patient care reports, but quality reporting, especially from the billing sense. We're seeing more and more scrutiny put on our industry especially for false billing practices when it comes to BLS versus ALS transports. Uh, you know, the dialysis center transports always seem to come up as a hot topic item. And, and so as we see this scrutiny and uh, the millions and hundreds of millions of dollars that get spent on transports uh, coming to us and even seen as, as being inappropriate from the billing standpoint, uh, I think this is going to become even more of scrutiny in our industry. Uh, the companies that do billing internally or the companies that do billing you know, as their practice, so the, the private billing companies, uh, I think they're going to face more scrutiny within our industry, and appropriately so. I mean, no one wants to be sending out false claims or false bills, or at least if you do, well, you know, there's going to be problems coming your way. But I think we're going to see much more scrutiny in this area to provide adequate, justified billing. Just because the patient goes in the ambulance doesn't necessarily mean that you can bill the insurance company or bill Medicare for that. Or maybe you try to bill them uh, with the intent of getting a denied claim so that you can you know, go toward uh, reimbursement from the, the person themselves, the patient themselves, or another third-party payer. Uh, but... Within this whole concept, within this whole notion, I think that we're going to have more scrutiny and more demand on our side to do quality billing and really focus on training the providers, training the field responders on what actually is all entailed in this entire billing process. I think it's often overlooked within our industry and not really paid attention to from the provider level. So this is one area I think education is gonna to have to significantly be improved and increased uh, because because of the standards that we're gonna be put under. So in order for us to become that provider level, not just a transport level, uh, the billing aspect of things, the documentation aspect of things is gonna become much more heavily monitored. And the fines, the jail time, you name it, that go you know associated with this, Uh, are going to be more prominent as violations occur um, or as we push the envelope, uh, we'll see more of these occur uh, in, in kind of that validation process. Now, part of this too, becoming that provider level, and one of the reasons why nursing industry has been so successful is because of their push for education. More and more states are requiring bachelor's degrees for nurses, just period. In order to become a registered nurse, you need to have a bachelor's degree. And this is one area I think that we have been significantly behind in EMS. Really, when you think about it, if we're trying to become a professional industry, and I'm not talking about paid versus not paid, volunteer, whatever. I'm not talking about pay structure. I'm talking about professionalism as in the title, the expectation. If we're pushing for that as an industry, how in the world can we expect for that title be, to be obtained and earned and validated and vetted and, and, just hold strength when all we, all we require is a 200 hour course or in the past it was even less, but a one semester course that's required to become an AMS provider. I mean, how in the world can we justify billing more and getting the actual reimbursement for, for what we do even at the paramedic level, Yes, that's more of a full year-long education program, uh, 2,000 hours worth of stuff, and, and that's a definitely in the positive, the right direction. But I think in order for us to really get that speed going, to become a provider, not just a transporter, we're going to have to see the envelope pushed much more, and even in the future, uh, emphasize a degree. In order to to function in this level, now whether it's a degree in paramedicine or some other EMS effect, I, I I don't know, and I'm not sure that necessarily needs to be the right thing, but I think an associate level degree, period. So you know, paramedic program plus uh, didactic learning when it comes to general education, you know, the other topics that go in there, I I think are going to become a requirement. Uh, in our field if we really push this envelope to become professionals, to become providers. Uh, With that, my third prediction would be that if we do see this significant increase uh, in our education levels, I think that it's going to drastically affect the volunteer industry that we have uh, that's going. Quite honestly, to the point of I see the volunteerism Uh, The service model of volunteer, uh, even of EMT basic, is going to be tough to justify. And I think there's a high potential for volunteerism, that service model, to completely fail within the next 10 years. So, I mean, not only recruitment and and retention are going to be issues, but if we start to demand that professional atmosphere, that professional respect, it's going to demand professional education. And that's going to drive volunteerism right out of business. So three things, I think, at least, that we should be very cautious of and, and be careful what we ask for. Uh, if you believe in these, then this may be the way to go and all for it, full steam ahead, wonderful. Uh, but if you're also cautious of this, you know, and, and, you, and you feel that these will be detrimental effects to the industry, then... Maybe we should reconsider how much we push, uh, or at least you should reconsider how much you push for the idea of we need more reimbursement. We need more of this, because in reality, we don't deserve it right now. Um, I can't blame them for not, you know, giving us more because of the way that we're set up. So just some food for thought. Be careful what you ask for. Once again, Tim Nowak here with EMS Insight. Uh, Thanks for joining me. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, by all means, please reach out with any questions or comments that you have. I've had some great feedback so far. Insight at emergencymedicalsolutions, And uh, I really encourage you to subscribe to my publication, The EMS Director, working on the uh, Quarter 3 edition right now and hoping to have that in print at the end of this month. So uh, thanks again for joining me, and I'll catch you next time. Stay safe.